Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of the Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for joining us for Lunch Break. I am Pierce Brantley, co-host of the Eternal Entrepreneur, and today we are going to continue our conversation on calling. This is our second to last episode on the topic of calling. And like we've been saying, calling, understanding what it is you are called to do by God with the time you have here on earth is one of the most important, critical things that you can get aligned rightly in your life. The reason being, if we understand the call of God on our lives, it brings alignment to all of our other priorities. It helps us to see clearly in foggy moments, and this is especially important as we pursue our entrepreneurial journey, our business-building journey, our even kingdom-building journey, because we know what our work, the work of our hands, is unto. If we understand why we do what we do from the perspective of heaven, then all of the tricks of the world in terms of what are we working towards all of the what-ifs about, am I actually doing kingdom work or is my business quote-unquote Christian enough? All of those questions disappear. Every single one of those questions disappear. So we talked about in previous episodes that calling is both a state and an assignment. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. A branch cannot help but be part of the vine. It extends from the vine because the vine exists. You are a branch. You don't have to wonder if you are called. You are coming off of the vine of Christ. You have the sap of the Spirit in you. There's also an assignment. Every branch is called, is made, designed to bear fruit. That is the assignment of the calling. And so our identity does not change whether we go through hard times or difficult times, or we slip up or something like that. We are always a branch. The question is, are we bearing good fruit, which the Bible has a lot to talk about. And that is what we're going to talk about today, because we're going to talk about how you manifest your calling. We talked about activation of calling last time. How do you manifest it? And these are big kind of airy words. What we're talking about really is the anointing. And anointing is one of these kind of Christianese words that gets used in different denominations in different ways. Here's the reality. We're going to talk about this through scripture. Anointing, you, my friend, as you're listening right now, are anointed. And I pray that as we you listen through this episode, that you begin to sense what that anointing feels like, that you would literally feel it in your mind, on your shoulders, and in your hands, and that you would be equipped by the Holy Spirit to do work in such a way that you'd never seen it done before. This will change the trajectory of your business, the trajectory of your roadmaps, the trajectory of who you hire, and how you go about building everything you do in kingdom. So get excited because this is going to be a fun, fun ride. This is one of my favorite topics. Real quick, you've been following along. If you're just jumping in, we are going through the book, Calling, Awaken to the Purpose of Your Work. You can get it on Amazon. The link will be in the show notes. You can also get the free workbook at piercebrantley.co and use that as a kind of a companion guide if you're doing this in a group. A couple months back, I had a cool opportunity 
to give an example of, of what anointing looks. I'm well skilled in business strategy, digital roadmaps, and building companies through the lane of software, that whole world. And I can do all of that stuff in my own strength at this point. I've just got years under my belt. But I don't like to just simply rely on that because typically, not always, I'd say, but often God has something else that he wants to do. It's not that he just sets everything aside, but it's that he wants to use my skill set in a different way. And this is anointing. Remember, anointing is just something that is set apart. We'll get into that more here in a minute. So I was working with a consultant, an outside bigwig consultant from Dallas, and they were evaluating an executive team. And they asked me to give my two cents about what it is that the executive team could be doing differently. And they weren't just asking me this, but I was one of the people that they asked. They, and they wanted a list and they wanted it by a certain time. And then I was going to go meet with this consultant and the CEO of the company and kind of give my, my perspective, small as it would be. So before going and doing the list, I was in my office and I consider my office the secret place. You know how the Bible talks about going to the secret place, your pastor says to go into your closet. Mine's my office. Make your office your secret place. That's a free tip. I go to the secret place. Uh, I say, Lord, I have my own perspective about what could be done here. I could just throw some ideas for how to reevaluate and readjust the team. What do you think needs to happen here? Do you have anything at all? And I pray and I wait. I don't get anything. And I pray and I wait. And after about five minutes, I got like an instant download. And I saw the highest paid and highest ranking people in the company doing the most menial tasks. And I got this picture of people not delegating, but also putting the wrong priority on the wrong work and how that was actually affecting the, not only the culture, but the momentum of the company. And this was a download that I got from the Holy Spirit. And so I wrote all that down, boxed it up. And when it came time for me to meet with uh, the CEO and this consultant, they said, hey, what did you say? I said, hey, listen, here's what I think is going on. And here's what I think can be of help. Uh, I think your, your highest paid, most tenured, highest ranking folks are doing the most menial types of work. And it's getting in the way of vision and it's getting in the way of your culture. And you need to have these folks audit their time for a week and actually record hour by hour what they're doing. And then look at how much of that is tied to vision and how much of it is tied to being in the trenches. Not that there's wrong anything wrong with being in the trenches, but there's a time and a place, right? I kid you not, their mouths could have hit the floor. You could have heard a pin drop. And they were shocked that, I had that kind of discernment. I don't say this to brag because I got it from the Holy Spirit. But they said, this is exactly what we've been dealing with. How did you know? What do you think we should do? And so that's where the audit came out. So I set my skill set aside for the Lord to use. He gave me a download. I gave that message 
And then I gave my kind of implementation of that, which was do a time audit. Holy Spirit and I working together. Cool stuff. That's anointing. Skill set set aside. It's pretty simple. All it means is bringing the Lord into your work. And when the Bible talks about abiding, when it talks about remain in me, that's what it is. So there's not this kind of delineation between the work of the day and then the work of God. Just bring God into your work and your work will be set apart. It's actually pretty easy. It's also a ton of fun, by the way. So fast forward about an hour after having this conversation, I'm in my office uh, by myself doing work. CEO comes in, sits down and just stares at the wall. <laughs> I kid you not. Just sees himself in, stares at the wall and just starts shaking his head back and forth. And I'm like, okay, this is getting a little weird. And he, then he finally looks up and looks at me, glances over and goes, Pierce, how did you know? How did you know that this is what we were dealing with? I've never had a conversation like that before, which then, of course, gave me a segue to how did I know? Let me tell you how I knew. Holy Spirit told me this is what I see. I don't always do this, but I felt like this was an appropriate time to, you know, get him involved. And so you can take this as the Lord's guidance, too. And so it opened up an opportunity then for me to witness. So when we talk about anointing is simply the spirit of God embedded in a skill set, the spirit of God embedded in a skill set. We do not have to wonder or worry or question whether or not we are anointed because we are. You are right now, wherever you're listening to this, anointed, which means to be set apart for the things of God. And by the way, the anointing specifically equips you to use what God has given you and to give you new knowledge so that everything you do lines up with the story and the song of Christ. I actually want to read to you. It's from 1 John 2, 27. This is such a cool verse. If ever you wondered, if anyone ever puts into your mind that this stuff is for other people, this is speaking to the entire church, but to the congregate specifically. 1 John 2, 27. As for you, the anointing you received from him, meaning Christ, remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. So it's like a circle of blessing. First off, you are just by definition anointed because you received it from him. The anointing teaches you about everything you could want to know about any circumstance and aligns it with God himself, which is how kingdom business and everything else equipped. And then it teaches you to remain in him, which the whole vine and branches thing, right? You have a state and an assignment. And part of the fear is that if you don't abide in him, the Bible says he removes things that do not bear good fruit. The sap of the spirit is going to go through you and it's going to produce good things. So use the anointing because it reinforces the reality of abiding with God in your life. There's another reason why anointing, working from anointing is such a good thing to start to practice and do yourself. And that's because of the origin of the word. 
So anointing is it's a very flowery, very kind of super spiritual word that we don't like to use because we don't understand the root of it real well. Anointing is pretty simple. Originally, anointing had nothing even to do with people. Shepherds would anoint their sheep in order to set them apart. And it would actually keep them safe. So a good shepherd, get this, is going to anoint his sheep to keep out the flies and the bugs from its ears and from its nose. So it would put like oil or different types of oil, rub it into the nose or onto the ears. And that did two things. It set the sheep apart. He knew whose of his were anointed because they had the oil on them. But it also separated the sheep from the elements. So here's what happens. When we are not operating from the anointing, living from the anointing, leveraging the anointing in our lives, the bugs and the flies of the world, the nagging thoughts of fear, of wealth, giving my business is not doing good enough, or maybe I should be refocusing on this area, the gnats and the things that you would swat at and try and get out of your mind, the anointing clears all of that stuff out because you've elevated your skill set. The Spirit of God is embodying your skill set so that it is not focused on the wrong things. It actually keeps your mind safe. What does the Bible say? I've not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Fear, the precursor to fear, is typically your mind getting knocked off and looking at other things. It's literally like swatting spiritual flies and bugs that are getting into your mind, into your ear, distracting you from your main focus. But the anointing separates you from those things and makes them a non-issue. It allows you to lay down in the green pastures of promise and of life that God has for you and that your business can dwell in as a kingdom business leader. So, lunch break. We got some practical application. I would encourage you again to go get the workbook if you have the book already, piercebrantley.co. If you're not going to go and do that, this is what I recommend you do. Remind yourself you are anointed. You don't have to do anything to earn it. It's a free gift. It's the king comes bearing gifts, just as the Bible said. <laughs> it's just part of what you get from being a son or a daughter of God. Congratulations. What I recommend you do is go into your secret place. I recommend it be your office, but you just go where you're comfortable. You say, Spirit of God, thank you for anointing me. May I understand what it means to be set apart even more deeply? And may I understand specifically what that means with the skills you have given me. And what I would encourage you to do is write down on a list the things that you think you're good at. And I'm not just talking about talents or vocational things or what makes you a good entrepreneur, but you should write those down. I'm just talking about everything that you feel like sets you apart as a person. You can categorize them, don't categorize them. I'm kind of type A, so I would probably over-categorize them. You do you. As you're doing this, invite the Holy Spirit into your writing and ask him to prompt which one of those things he wants to highlight. 
The Holy Spirit is like a highlighter. Oftentimes he will highlight things for you. And ask him if there's one of these areas that he wants to specifically anoint during the day. And here's the great thing. If you get nothing in that prayer time, it doesn't matter. Just actively give your work. Do your work as unto the Lord. That's what we're talking about, going in the strength you have. I think uh, part two of this series. And just going in the strength you have will begin to turn that trigger on. It's riding the bike. you got to get your balance first. So don't get worried if you don't hear anything. You will as you practice for some of us. Some of us are just kinesthetic from a spiritual perspective, and that's fine. Okay, friends, that's what I've got for you today. I hope you've been enjoying this series. Uh, The next is going to be our last one. But until then, I encourage you to enjoy your calling and think eternally. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.